Good morning. So this past weekend, I spent a few days in a, a very small one-room one, one room cabin up north. That's going to be hard if I'm stumbling already. So the words of Jesus in today's gospel, come away by yourself to a deserted place and rest a while. This has resonated with me for a couple weeks now. And so I wanted to find a place where I could simply rest my mind and where I could allow room for the Spirit of God to just speak to my soul. And so I went up north anticipating, expecting to hear God's word. And I believe that I have a word from God to share with you today. The prophet Jeremiah in our first reading voices the word of God when he said, woe to the shepherds who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture. While these words were directed to the religious leaders of the time, I believe that they aptly apply to many of those who are given the responsibility for advocating for and protecting the common good. The church teaches that those in legitimate authority, whether they're elected or they're given the voice of authority, they have an obligation and a responsibility to safeguard the common good of all people. And the Catechism teaches us that this authority does not derive from its, its moral legitimacy from itself, but is only exercised with legitimacy when it seeks the common good. So the term common good, it refers to the unity of the human family, embracing all people who enjoy equal natural dignity. St. Paul, in our second reading from the letter to the Ephesians, is speaking about this sense of the common good when he said that the wall of enmity has been torn down by the cross of Jesus. What is he talking about when he refers to the wall of enmity? Is this simply a metaphorical expression? Well, many scholars believe that what St. Paul is referring to is an actual wall that was constructed within the temple to physically separate the Jews who were allowed in the inner space of the temple from the Gentiles who were relegated to the other and outer areas. So this wall was not only intended to physically separate the Jews from the Gentiles, but it was constructed to send a clear message to all of the Gentiles that they were not considered God's people because they were not Jewish. Any attempt by the Gentile to pre breach that barrier would result in their death. A stone plaque was found by archeologists that confirms this message and it read, no man of another race is to enter within the fence and the enclosure around the temple. Whoever is caught will have only himself 
to thank for the death which follows. So now let's return to St. Paul's words to the Gentiles in Ephesus. So Paul wrote, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have become near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. He who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh. So the word enmity is defined in the Oxford Dictionary as a state of being opposed or hostile to someone or to something. But according to Christian doctrine, enmity is hatred, is wishing evil on our neighbor. In this post-Christian culture, the wall of enmity is being intentionally rebuilt. There is a very calculated, and I would say diabolic, effort to once again separate people, to create a divide among people according to the color of their skin. As a people of faith, as a people who believe that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross not only tore down the curtain that separated man from God, but that it also tore down the wall of enmity between all of mankind. And so we must reject all attempts to rebuild this wall of hatred. Now I'm sure that many of you know where I'm going with this. And I'm guessing that the majority of you have at least heard of what is being called critical race theory, or CRT. So I intend to be as clear and as fair as I can as to where this theory stands as it relates to what it means to be Christian. So for those of you who do not or have not heard of critical race theory, it's not really about being critical of racism. It is a theory being treated as truth. And it has infiltrated many of our educational systems, institutions, and it is often championed by the mainstream media. So at its most basic premise, it proposes that society is structurally and inherently racist and that it is fundamentally structured with one race being predominantly oppressive of all the others. And while it decries racism, it deliberately fans the flames of racism. It paints groups of people with a broad brush. If you are white, you are inherently racist and there's no hope of being anything else. If you are black or a minority, you are in effect a prisoner of oppression due to the color of your skin, even if you don't feel oppressed. This is a theory that is based on hatred and it denies the Christian understanding of love. It is entirely ignorant of the truth and the meaning of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. 
The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, and I quote, the church following the apostles teaches that Christ died for all men without exception. There is not, never has been, and never will be a single human being for whom Christ did not suffer. All Christians must vigorously, vigorously oppose any theory, any ideology or practice that tries to dismiss or negate, whether it's intentional or inadvertent, the meaning and the truth of our Lord's redemptive suffering. The rhetoric, and I believe the poison of critical race theory, exploits the wound of our original sin by encouraging us to suspect the other. You see, it tries to stir up within us the division that started at the fall of humanity, where hatred and distrust and envy began. And it completely ignores the redemptive bond that unites all people as brothers and sisters through Christ's sacrifice. It also defies the words of Martin Luther King, as it would have you judge a person by the color of their skin, rather than by the content of their character. In the book of Samuel, the Lord cautions the prophet Samuel to not look on one's appearance, for the Lord does not look at a person's outward appearance, but looks on the heart. In Jeremiah, the Lord says, I search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. And one of my favorite scriptures is Hebrews 4.12, because it tells us clearly that the word of God is living and active, and it discerns the thoughts and the intentions of our heart. It says nothing about judging us based on the color of our skin. Racism is a sin, and it, it is to be condemned in all of its circumstances because it is a great evil. It's absolutely contrary to living out our lives as an authentic Christian. Love, it's always the proper response to hatred. We must always aim for the good. We must always seek the truth because they only come from God. The world is good because God created it. But let's remember what scripture tells us about the world. Scripture tells us that the world lies in the power of the evil one and that the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. But no matter what, the light of Christ cannot be extinguished by flawed theories. The glory of his gospel truth cannot be changed by erroneous claims. Jesus tore down the wall of enmity and we as his disciples 
must defend the divine understanding of the nature of human dignity created in all people as being made in the image and likeness of God. And we must be aware of who it is that is speaking to us. Are we being influenced by the bombardment of an incessant news cycle that repeats its ideological message 24 seven and is often spoken with a certain air of authority, whether it's true or not? Or are we informed and guided by the word of God? in the teaching of his church? Are the words being screamed at us? Or are they being spoken to us with a still small voice? Critical race theory requires that we not look beyond the surface, that we simply accept its premise and its proclamations as true or risk being canceled or risk being called a racist. We know the truth, that God created everything, that no one was created by accident. Every single person is redeemed by the cross of Christ and so equally loved and cherished by Christ. Christianity is a faith where we recognize and we celebrate this truth. Critical race theory is not Christianity. It's not even compatible with Christianity. It is a secular religion that in its essence denies the Christian understanding. And so I urge everyone here, take a break from the onslaught of what the world has to say and accept our Lord's invitation to come away and rest a while well, you see, it is in the quietness of our heart. And it is in the assurance of our faith that we come to know with great confidence that it is Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. May his voice alone be our guide.